0: Welcome to Flip the Library, the Gwinnett County Public Library podcast. My name is Steve Thomas. I'm the manager of a Collins Hill branch.
1: And my name is Melissa Grimont, and I'm the manager of the Snellville branch. Today, we are getting to know Duluth. The Duluth branch was built during a period of rapid building at GCPL. Branches were built in rapid succession from 1987 until 1990. And the new buildings were opened at Snellville, Lilburn, Peachtree Corners, Duluth, Buford, Norcross, and Lawrenceville. The size of the total collection doubled during this time, and each building was approximately 10,000 square feet. In 2018, the city of Duluth approved land for the new 22,000 square foot branch. And in 2020, groundbreaking began, and Duluth will soon become the site of one of our newest and largest branches.
0: So we want to go around and introduce everybody who's going to be on our call today. So if you want to say kind of your name and your position, and then we'll get into some other questions.
2: Okay. My name is Orlando Jordan, and I'm the branch manager. Uh,
3: My name is uh, Miriam Smelly, and I'm a library associate. And my name is Stacy Mora, and
4: I'm a library associate part-time.
0: And um, how long have you guys worked for GCPL and how long at the Duluth
2: branch? Okay, well, I start. Um, I've been here for seven years. All seven years I've been in the system. I've been lucky enough to be here at this location. Um, It's been fun. I've been
3: uh, with the system for 10 years and seven months. And uh, during that time, I've always been at Duluth. Luckily, (laughs) knock on wood.
4: (laughs) And I'm new to the system relatively. I have been here one year and three months. Okay.
0: And can you tell us a little bit about your um, backgrounds before you came to GCPL? What kind of Mm -hmm. library experience or non-library experience?
2: Yeah, uh, well... I've been a librarian for 19 years now. Kind of crazy to say that. (laughs) But I started uh, as an academic librarian for a couple of years. And then I decided to uh, go into public librarianship. And I was hired by Atlanta Fulton Public Library. And I was there for uh, about 11 and a half years. And I left there uh, because some personal matters had to go back home. And then it was time to go back to work. And I found Gwinnett County been here ever since?
3: Now, my background has always been uh, customer service. So I would do phone customer service uh, with different institutions, like a I worked for the bank. Um, I worked for a small mom and pop rewards company um, for a few years. And while I was at one of the companies, I volunteered at the library, and during the process of volunteering, I got to know um, some people here at Duluth, and they kind of encouraged me to uh, move a step up from volunteering. So I did have a full-time job, then I did uh, volunteer, then they had me in part-time as a shelver back in the day, and from there, I uh, worked like a year and a half as a shelver, and then a position opened for an associate and then they encouraged me to come on in, and I just okay. And I've been here ever since.
4: And um, I've been a teacher for the past 24 years. Um, I started out teaching French in high school, um, and then I later um, was teaching ESOL, English as a Second Language. And uh, later, I became a library and media specialist. Um, at a Gwinnett County public school um, and I was there for seven years
0: well, you, you and Melissa can talk French together
4: so. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Bonjour.
1: Bonjour. <laughs> yeah. um, so since all of you have been at Duluth um, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like when you first started
2: working at Duluth um, versus now like I said, I've been here for seven years. So when I first came, uh, especially coming from Atlanta, Fulton, it was it was definitely different because we do things totally different. Uh, although we're all library systems, you know, of course we we just don't completely do things the same way. Um, but I was welcomed into what I consider a family. Um, you know, when 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 you're the new person, sometimes you think that you're gonna run into some obstacles and maybe it's someone that's upset because you're there for various reasons but that wasn't the case um they all welcomed me you know helped me along the way um what i think is different now than when i first came was that um i think the staff was a little bit more experienced when i first got here I meaning they had been in the system for a while and now uh over the last 3 or 4 years we're getting younger which is great for us uh, Now we're getting what I call the best of both worlds, you know, because those millennials can definitely come in and teach some of us some things. And it it really worked out for us because and we're going to discuss a little later and I'm not really going to get into it. But our. Customer makeup or, you know, it's changing. It's not like it used to be. So for us to have some of those younger people with some of that, uh, you know, more technology savvy people and things of that nature. It really helps us as a whole. So I think we're, we're like that that gumbo that you may be making on the stove. And, you know, over time, it all meshes together and it, it tastes better. So I, I think that's some of what we got here.
3: Yeah, I kind of uh, agree with that. Um, what's been consistent through the 10 years is that feeling of family. So when you come in, uh, whoever uh, the associates are here, uh, we've all been welcoming, and I do see over time, uh, as I look around me, uh, there's maybe two or three, I'd say about two or three people here when I initially started that are still here. So we have seen some turnover, retirement and stuff, but it has remained consistently uh, that family feeling when we when somebody leaves, we're, we're like, you know, giving them that good set off. And um, in terms of our customer base, um, yes, we all, we've also seen a change there. Uh, uh, we've become more multicultural over over time. So we've, we've had to kind of adapt to that also inside the library to be able to match the community. So I, I kind of, I'm proud that we're able to kind of be reflective of the community.
4: And um, when I started here a year ago, um, I was hired the um, end of May, and um, it was very busy. The Duluth branch is so busy uh, pre-COVID. We had started summer reading program, and I was learning the ropes, Um, And there were children and families coming in. And um, so for me at the beginning, starting at Duluth, it was very busy. That's my word. Um, (laughs) Now, you know, during COVID, it's just very slow. Um, It's not like the normal Duluth branch I'm used to. But uh, I would say that everybody here is very friendly. Um, we are like a family. We, you know, celebrate birthdays, which I enjoy. Um, and we we all sort of care about one another. Yeah, starting uh, at
1: SRP is <laughs> an initiation <All> right.
4: library. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that's like, I, I have a couple of staff members that started um, March 16th of this year. It was like, so they've had no regular um, I, can't, I can tell you about regular library work but yeah. you're not it's going to be a while till you to you see that so yeah yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's nice Stacy that you you started late enough early enough that you, you still kind of have an idea of what we were like so
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah then, and then those of us who have been here whatever four or five years now you know went through the big service model change that we did when Charles first started here and that was a big a big, huge change that we all went through, and um, I'm glad to see. I, I, I do feel like that helped uh, all of the teams kind of come together because we had to really work hard on that, and I think that helped our teamwork quite a bit. Yes. Yes, I agree
2: with that as well.
0: Um, Miriam, you talked a little bit about the community there. Can you guys talk a little more about what kind of community you have, you serve there at Duluth and how it's been changing?
2: Yeah. Go, go ahead, Miriam. I'll let you start with it.
3: Yeah. Now, initially um, – We, when we started, um, there wasn't a focus uh, in terms of okay, we're uh, even though we we serve everybody in the area, uh, we did not see like little pockets of um, different language um, popping up initially in the first few years. But as time goes on, we did notice that there's a community like whether it's uh, Korean, you know, uh, East Indian. And then our thought was, okay, how do we bring those people in, uh, in a setting where they feel like, okay, it's their library too? So we had to kind of uh, change our mindset to say, okay, we have a different kind of community here. How do we... Um, make programming to accommodate these communities. So uh, we've been able to do multicultural programs that uh, we've brought in the community. We've had fashion shows, so you can show your uh, national costumes and things of that nature. So I think that has made the community kind of come together more and, and they always say, "Oh, I love the library. I can come to the library, and I can see something of my culture in the library." So we've been we've heard that from customers. So we always try to accommodate every different pockets of the community, and that's been helpful to kind of, you know, uh, integrate the community.
2: Yeah, and and diversity uh, was really big for me to see it uh, because. As we all know, you know, Duluth started off especially as the community. uh, it was more older couples, you know, who Mm -hmm. of course had raised their, their kids and they had gone off to college and, you know, started their own families. Well, now we're noticing that a lot more of those those older customers' kids are moving back to the community because maybe their parents passed away and left them the home and you know they didn't want to sell it, or they just said, I would like for my kids to go back and grow up where I grew up at. So we're seeing more and more young families come to the library. And one of the things they're looking for is to help them educate their kids. You know, so they're big on reading, big on anything that's literacy related. And I think that's one of the reasons our story times when we were having them before COVID-19 were huge. Like it, it came to a point at some point. You know, some days you would just say to yourself, if you had to work from 1145 to 815, you probably should get to work at 10 o'clock. Because if it's a story time day, you're not going to have anywhere to park. Like it's been days where we had to park across the street from where the library is just until story time was over. And I think that goes to show you that they were appreciating, you know, the programs that we were offering and the things they were doing during story time. And just like Miriam uh, touched on diversity. I think Duluth is one of our most diverse communities in Gwinnett County. Um, and you could see it during our multicultural day events. I hate we had to cancel one this year. It would have taken place the week after we shut down the library for COVID-19. Yeah. And our customers was really bombed out about it. They were bombed that the system was closed as a whole. That's another great thing about us and our communities. They love us. You know, so just for them to come in, and be able to possibly go and speak to someone who speaks their language. And I think that was a major barrier for us. We get a lot of individuals that come in that don't speak English. And I think they kind of get nervous about it and they just feel that I don't have anyone that really understand why I'm here or what I'm you know, what I'm trying to get done. And I think it keeps them from coming in the branch sometimes. But when they do come in and learn that we have somebody who speaks Korean, we have somebody that speaks French that speak Hindu, you know, that speak, we got someone that speaks Russian and I had no idea. And she's East Indian. So, you know, it's it's just amazing what we have on staff. We have, you know, two members that's Vietnamese. One of them speak Chinese and Vietnamese. So we have a talented staff that's able to communicate with our customers and kind of put them at ease and get them to understand or get them, you know, we just want to let them know this is your library. We want you and your families mm-hmm. to come. And I think that that helps with that. And we see it with the numbers as far as our uh, door counts and things of that nature, numbers for programs. So it's, it's, it's really good to see.
1: Okay. Well, you touched upon this a little bit in telling us about your community, but can you tell us about any programs or outreach opportunities that are unique to, do, to the Duluth area? Should I yeah. do that well, again? <laughs> Sorry. I messed that up at the end.
0: It's all right. You can start again. Yes. I, to- I told you we would be the ones that would mess up, not you.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Orlando, you touched upon this a little bit um, in the previous question, but can you tell us about any programs or outreach opportunities that are unique to Duluth?
2: Yeah, uh, well we've already touched on the multicultural day event. One other that I think is really unique is our women's career panel. Uh we usually also have that in March. We'll have our fourth or fifth annual this year and we had to cancel it, but that's really an opportunity for uh our teens to come in and get to sit and listen to uh a panel of you know professional women from different walks of life. Uh, different careers just talk about what they went through to get to where they are uh, some of the sacrifices they made you know some of the things they they gained from doing what they did and we really just wanted to to highlight women you know um, we always seem and not we as the library but you know just in general uh, you always seem to hear a lot about what the men are doing. And so we just thought it was nice that uh at the time my team rep who's not even in the system anymore, she just wanted to highlight the women and I thought that was great. You know, our first annual event, uh the mayor of Duluth sat on it. Uh Mayor Harris, Nancy Harris sat on it. She was actually the first person that jumped on board with the which I didn't think we was gonna be able to get her when Liz approached me with it. I was like, Liz. You're talking about the mayor. She is so busy. I said, but you know what? Let's reach out to her. And we reached out to her and she was like, Yes, let me know when I need to be there and what you need from me. She even gave us some suggestions of, you know, other uh professional women to to reach out to. So I, I really enjoy that because like I said, you know, the young people, the male and females get to come in and just listen to uh professional women talk about their jobs and why they chose the career they did and you know how they managed to handle their jobs and deal with family life. So it's it's really nice for the kids and it's nice for us. And, um, one of our, I think most of us do a lot, or we do similar outreach. You know, we reach out to the schools or reach out to assisted living facilities, but one, um, uh, outreach partner we have is rainbow village Inc. And that's a nonprofit organization that work with families It's mainly, uh, mothers and their kids. They house them. Um, they train them for jobs and things of that nature, and and they also help with educating the kids. And one of their purposes, or their main purpose, is to be able to provide housing and empowerment um, and child development, so that they can become uh, more more independent. And be able to sustain things like, you know, a job and and housing so they can take care of themselves and their family. And, you know, when you're a nonprofit like we are, you know, you definitely depend on others outside entities and businesses to to support you. And so when we uh, got on board with them, I really thought it was great. So we get to work with the the mothers, uh, the teens. And the kids. So I think that's great. Uh, we really hate it. We, we hate We just hate the fact that COVID hit us, period, you know, but mm-hmm. for us to be shut down the way we are, and we can't do outreach. And so we can't really get out and partner the way we used to. Uh, I really hate that. I'm looking forward to when we can get back out when things really calm down, and you know we can start going out to do outreach again because that's one of the first places we need to go because I know they're going through some things right now dealing with this as well, and the kids are doing this virtual learning, so I know a lot of them can really use some assistance from our team rep and just more training and 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 sharing our resources with the with the moms because I think that's really a a great organization because, you know, a lot of those situations came out of domestic violence and for them to even try to, to deal with that on top of building these women back up so they can support their families. I just think is awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whenever um, customers come up to the, just the curbside now and are like, Oh, I miss coming to the library. My response is always, yeah, we miss having you in the library. (laughs) Yes. We we, we do our whole job because we're, it's a service profession and we were, we're restricted by, uh, COVID, so it's not anything we can do help anything about. But it's just, yeah, we don't, we can't be doing the things that we want to do either. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, our our job has changed quite a bit.
0: Uh, Miriam or Stacy, did you guys have anything about um, programs or outreach opportunities?
3: Um, I just had one comment, uh, which was interesting, because um, two at uh, two different occasions when we were closed. Uh, customers left note on the door and things like that saying, oh, we missed the library and things like that. So that's gratifying to know that we're um, so integrated in the community that if we're not available, there is a void there. So so we know what we're doing is really uh, affecting our, uh, our community and, you know, in a positive way. Uh, so that just kind of gives us the impetus to, to kind of work more when we are able to, uh, and it's very gratifying.
4: And I would add to that also some other great programs that we do offer are the um, English in your language, um, like for Vietnamese people or for Chinese people. Um, and we have some great book clubs, uh, like mystery, Cozy Mystery, reader book club and second time around book club. Um, and then there's also Miriam does the, um, you get to read with the dog Fiona and, um, Fiona went to dog heaven recently, but we have a a new Fiona coming. And, um, we also have some great cooking programs. Um, and, um, I'm trying to start some more plant and bird type of programs. So, um, I think we have a lot to offer in terms of programming.
1: So are some of those virtual or were all of those virtual?
3: Well, for the Cozy Mystery uh, Club, ours was unique in that it was not just us coming in, reading a book, and we kind of leave. We really had, like, a themed book club. So we would have okay whether uh, the mystery that we're reading it's about you know in a tea shop, then we'd have a tea setting uh, when we actually come in to discuss the book. So the ladies and it's mostly ladies. uh, Those were like diehard fans that would, if we had to miss a a session for some reason, I'm going to hear about it because they they've told me this is my time when I come to just be with um, people that I'm familiar with and read and discuss. Uh, So now that we are not here physically, we do still have virtual program. Um, And, you know, they keep telling me, oh, I miss coming into the library. I miss uh, our, our, you know, setting that we normally have. But we're still getting together. We're still doing the programming we just miss being together and doing our little thing. And and they tell me that every time the ladies, they'd rather have virtual than not have it at all, but they would just rather be together and be able to like see each other and do the things that we normally do when we initially started the program.
2: Yeah, if I can just mention one thing about that book club, uh, because just like Miriam said, it is pretty much all ladies, you know, most of them are older ladies. And, you know, some of them, I know we had one that recently lost her husband not long ago. So those ladies in that book club, as well as Miriam and her cohort, who is Laurie Esser, one of our library assistants, they were like her support system outside. You know, they were the second family that she had to kind of take her mind off it, you know, because she said that was an opportunity for her to come here get with those ladies, you know, really get into those detailed discussions about their book and to take her mind off of her loss. And so things like that, you know, I know those of us who have kids, Steve, and especially in the school system, and with them not being able to, well, they they ended school early in March, and then the summer came, and then it was uncertainty about them going back. And a lot of the kids was like, "I miss my friends," you know. I want to go to school. I miss my teachers and things of that nature. It's the same thing with those ladies; like they miss being together. They even approached Miriam and and Lori and asked, "Well." We can't go in the library. Do you think we can meet at a park and social distance and do such and such? And I was just like, "Not yet, ladies. We we can't do anything yet because that's really like a form of outreach, and we're not doing that right now. But just the fact that they miss that and they miss each other is is so rewarding. It, it really is. I mean, when that county public library as a whole, it, it's amazing. I think what we thought would happen with us being closed the way we've been. And, you know, we had limited services. We really thought we was going to be getting a lot of pushback from customers and a lot of upset customers. And it's been the total opposite. They are so appreciative of what we are doing and they just want us to be safe and healthy. And that's, that's amazing. You know, you, you you feel like you're not really doing anything for them and it's amazing how much we are doing for them. So, so that's great. So programs like that really, you know, help you to see that you may think this is just a simple book club, but this is an opportunity for me to meet new people and, and just do other things. We also have a, uh, a knitting club. And once again, it's mostly made up of little sweet old ladies and they haven't been able to get together and share those knitting ideas and techniques. And, you know, that's something else. They're just like, well, we'll be happy when you all open so we can do such and such. And I, I have to tell them, well, even when we open, we may not be doing face-to-face right away. And, you know, just to to see them and, and hear them say, well, we miss you guys, you know, that's just, that's great.
0: Yeah, I think pe- people need those connections, and that's just, uh, and that's one of the things that we always provided. And so, yeah, that's one of the things, it is hard that when we reopen, we're not going to be able to offer those still for a while, except virtually. But it is nice to have those virtually, because even, I mean, you mentioned the comparison to kids. I mean, my son would love to he'd get an ipad turn on facetime get on play mario kart with this friend and so they can watch and talk to each other while they're playing mm-hmm. and playing nba 2k yeah. or whatever they're playing and exactly playing together but they're talking to each other too so it's like they're, they're doing the best they can to keep those connections going and that's yeah. that. but our uh, we, we have a similar book, book club here uh, only about half the people are attending virtually that normally attend but it's a good solid group that still comes and it's it's great too that we can offer those connections
1: yeah, I think that's a good point, that people use the library to maintain a sense of community. And yes. we're finding a way to do it virtually, um, even though it's not the same as doing it in person. But, you know, we're we're doing the best with what we have, and we're appreciated. And you know, we just got to keep on getting the word out.
0: Yes. Yes. So you guys are going to get, uh, as we mentioned earlier, a new building. Um, this time next year, you'll be in there, knock on wood. <laughs> um, and uh, But is there anything about your current branch that is like a favorite feature of the area, something that you'll miss when you go to a new building?
2: Um, it's interesting. And we, we talked about this before we really got started. It, Duluth is hidden where we are it's a lot of people, it's amazing to have gotten customers in the branch that said, I've lived in Duluth for 20 years, and I didn't know the library is right here. You know, they've like, my, I go to the post office off of Postal Road, and I've driven back here, and I just always thought it was a dentist's office, mm-hmm. and eye doctor, and some other medical facilities. And we're like, no, we've been here since 1989, if I'm not mistaken. And they just had no idea. So, we're like a, I like to call us a a hidden jewel, you know, we're, we're hidden back here where nobody know we're here, but when they do realize we're here, they don't leave us. Um, mm-hmm. before COVID-19 hit in the evenings after school let out, it wasn't anywhere to sit in Duluth. You know, we're only like 10,000, I think we're 10,500 square feet or something. Yeah. And I believe every square foot of the main floor was being used to where I had, family sitting on the floor doing homework and that broke my heart. And, you know, it was just like, I am so sorry you have to do this. You know, they was just like, it's okay. We're, we're fine. I'm like, well, as soon as some chairs or something come available, I'm going to let you know. But that's that's just great that they, they're using their library so much. And so I, I think that's only going to get um, better for us. It's going to only grow. We're going to see more numbers and more people when we get a larger facility. But I, I do like the we're we're small and it's it's like just it's like a cozy couch that you have at home and you love to sleep on it. That's how Duluth is to me. You know, I tease everybody sometimes and say, man, we're right on top of each other. But that's actually a great thing for us because, you know, it only brings us close together, we have no choice but yeah. to be close together. And that's extremely hard for us right now doing COVID-19, because, of course, we're trying to practice social distancing. And Duluth is really not built for that. (laughs) But even for our customers, you know, the noise level is amazing in this building in the evenings when we're, you know, fully open pre-COVID-19. And we usually walk around and, you know, just let some customers know, especially they're really trying to study, that we apologize. And they always say the same thing. I'm fine. You know, this is what the library is for. I got my earbuds in. It is no problem. Because, of course, with us, just like a lot of our branches, we have to have our programs on the main floor. So evening programs like our less Talk programs, they would average like 20 people. And so that's a lot of conversation going on while some people are being tutored or some people may be, you know, focusing on trying to do a resume or fill out a job application. But we never got many complaints about that. Uh and I, I just think that's great. So although I may miss the small vicinity of what we are. I think it's just going to be great for us to have more space for people can spread out and actually, you know, because I know a lot of people end up having to leave when they came in and saw it was nowhere for them to sit, things of that nature. So we really won't have that problem with 22,000 square feet. I mean, it should be plenty of space for plenty of people to sit and study and get tutored. And we do programs because we'll have a meeting room. So I'm excited.
0: And And the new branch is in a more prominent position in Duluth as well. Is that right?
2: Yes, it's actually a, like a five minute walk to City Hall. Uh, we're going to be about 10 minutes from one of our middle schools, Coleman Middle School, and Duluth High School is on the other side of that. So I'm envisioning like teachers walking their classes over for some programs in the middle of the day. Or, you know, we're definitely going to see an influx of teens when school is out, because that's probably going to be the spot they come to until mom or dad pick them up after school. So I tell the staff all the time. Uh, we we may be like Tequila. We're going to have a lot of teens running around the library. So, you know, get ready. But everybody's excited. They, they're so excited to, you know, get a larger branch and have opportunities to do more. Uh, we can partner even more with City Hall and some of the local businesses because, like I said, we can walk to each other and talk. So I think it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I remember when I, when I worked at Grayson, it was so great because the, the elementary school was like half a mile, quarter mile from the branch. And um, I had arranged for like the kindergartners to come over and get like a little tour. It was so cute to see this little line of kindergartners (laughs) up up Grayson Highway (laughs) the library. And it was just this little line of (laughs) all these kindergartners. So much fun. Yeah.
2: Yep. I'm envisioning that definitely for uh, Colbin Middle School because they, they're strictly uh, a STEM school. Uh, We do a lot with them now, but I can really see us doing even more, you know, them using our facility more, uh, which we welcome. And so I'm I'm excited about that. It's going to be a great opportunity.
3: I I just, uh, I love the branch period. Um, It has changed uh, since I've been here. Uh, We, uh, in addition to us, used to having that big desk in the front, we've actually changed our configuration uh, a couple of times just to be able to accommodate more um, of our customers. Uh, Even in the children's room, we had to make some adjustments. So um, I like our coziness, but I am looking forward to um, the new branch uh, because I feel we can serve our customers more with the learning lab and all, all the other things we're going to have access to. So that's something that I'm excited about. Um, and I would add, too, that, um, you know, when you walk into the
4: Duluth branch, the first thing like that I noticed were the um, flags of the world. Um, we have a lot of different flags of the world hanging like from the ceiling, and that could have come from the um, multicultural day activities. But um, I really like that, and um, I really liked the um, tower garden that we used to have um, before COVID because if we grew lots of things. We even grew jalapeno peppers and herbs. and. I just remember um, customers would ask me, "Could they pick some of this stuff, take it home?" Um, and it just was. Um, I liked I like those things about it. I don't know if those will continue in the new branch, but um, those were nice features that Duluth offers. Thank you. Um-
1: Thank you. So um, the last question isn't really a question. Um, It's kind of your last chance to sell Duluth. And so we ask you to give us a Duluth pitch. Why should people visit your branch when we are able to visit it?
0: (laughs) You're muted, Orlando, you're muted. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) when I, when I read that question, I was like, that is interesting, a Duluth pitch. Um, Well, you know, it's interesting. I think when you come to Duluth, first of all, you're pretty much going to see someone who looks like you most likely, you know, which is like I said earlier, it always put people at ease, but you're going to encounter people that genuinely wants to help you. You know, I've seen some of the staff where They're just literally just upset because a customer came in and either we didn't have what they wanted or they couldn't find what the customer wanted within our resources. And so I noticed that after that individual leave, they're still trying to find those things. So I think when you come in, you're going to encounter someone who don't want you to leave unless you, you know, you got what you came for. And they, they really enjoy working with the community. You know, I sometimes I have to tell the staff, I think he was with that customer a little bit longer than you really should have been with that customer. But when I when I sit back and think about it, it's because they're just trying to make sure they give that person everything they could possibly give them to help them do whatever they were trying to do when they came in. So you come into those doors, you're going to get a warm welcome, and you're going to get someone who's who's willing and able to help you.
3: I agree um, with Orlando. Um, Specifically, um, I can remember a situation where um, a Korean lady uh, came in. um, I was trying to help her, but she couldn't speak the language well. But when I was able to explain to her, you know, let me go get somebody who speaks Korean uh, to help you. It's like a load, kind of just lift up off her countenance and she was like, oh, you have somebody that speaks. So once she was able to speak with somebody um, in her language, you know, we were able to just help her. So I think that diversity is, is a plus for us. And hopefully that's something, you know, we'll still have, you know, when we go to the new branch and people can still expect that. Yeah,
4: I would just agree with what they just said that, you know, Duluth is um, diverse. And we have an awesome and friendly staff.
0: Yeah, we, we sometimes warn people ahead of time about that, about that about that question so they can think about it. But we we re, we rarely remember to mention that Norcross set the high set the bar really high when we asked them that question. That their ELO over there wrote a song about Norcross.
3: Yes.
2: Oh wow!
1: I'm gonna have yes. to ask Meg about that. Yeah, you can go back and uh, listen to the song. Yes,
2: I I'm gonna do that.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that.
2: I didn't we, need, to
0: we need that. to tell everybody that they need, they need to do a creative project. Creative yeah. <laughs> spoken more
2: a
1: Duluth jingle <laughs> you know just any kind of creative
2: that is interesting wow a Duluth
0: epic poem
1: yeah. <laughs> that might be too long epic poems they they go they go on for a while <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: um well, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to us and letting all of the uh, GCPL staff know about Duluth. And um, I imagine in a year or two, we'll probably have you back on again to talk about your new branch.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Sounds good. Congratulations awesome. Congratulations new branch.
1: Yes, congratulations. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it. I keep on saying, I want to visit the old one before the new one's there, but I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because we can't
0: go anywhere right now. I
1: know. Like, we're not supposed to be visiting each other. So...
0: Yeah, the, the new one may not open before the the old new one
2: may open before the old one can open.
1: Um, that's, 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 not <laughs> exactly.
2: new. that's true. You will be coming to the new location and not even seeing the old location.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. Thank well,
1: you. We, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to um, talk with us, and um, we'll let you know when this episode is released. And.
4: Cool. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.